Price on all to Fearless in Devotion, the Wrexham AFC podcast, sponsored by the Fat Ball Bar and Restaurant. Hell of a couple of results for the town, including congratulations first and foremost to Tim, because uh, you were the only one to predict a Notts County victory, a uh, Wrexham victory over Notts County, uh, and 2-1 and you said, so just a one goal out, and it was a hell of a result. Yeah, ye have little faith. It was always <laughs> going to come. It was always going to come. And yeah, I mean, yeah, yesterday was was as majestic and as glorious as it gets as in a way day. Everything about it was superb. The noise, the game plan, Parky being brave with his with his this selection. Um, obviously, there's a bit of disruption, which we'll discuss briefly in a, in a moment. But it was just brilliant. All of it was brilliant. Um, it was up there with with the best in a long time. I think just in terms of overall assured displays, calm, composed, didn't panic. Um, they didn't exactly throw the kitchen sink at us. Not so I was a little bit disappointed by. It. They had a couple of half chances, but when you when you look at it, Slocum made four or five really good saves. It could have been a lot more for us. Um, and it was just it was just a really really accomplished professional display. It doesn't get much better than than, than yesterday, really. Andy, you, you were saying just before we started recording, one of your favourite away dates. Big claim. Uh, it's in the top 10. Oh, top 10. Well, okay, that's, that's, that's not as good as I was hoping. Oh, I mean, I didn't say we're in the top 10. <laughs> okay, fine. I, I, I don't know. I, I would say about six or seventh best away day I've ever had. He's uh, <laughs> oh. gone top 10. Do you have a rag on a wall, a wall? How are you so easily able to say six and seven? What are your top five? Well, uh, Brentford away in the cup was my favourite ever away a day. Absolutely okay, I was loved good. that. I was there for that. Uh, yeah. Luton beating Luton 4-3. Uh, that's in the, that's up, up there as well. FA yeah. Trophy final win. They're the top three. They're sort of bubbling around there. Okay. Uh, okay. Sort of Fair. bubbling under the surface there. It was brilliant. Loved it. Loved everything about it. Got to, yeah. got to Nottingham early. Had a few beers. Great. You know, it's a good old-fashioned ground. Mm. Um, you looked at the team. Right. Basically, let's get into it. That team should not exist. Right, that team shouldn't 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 be alive because basically you look at it, right? The keeper, that keeper shouldn't be playing. We should have sorted out the keeper situation in the summer, and it probably wouldn't have been Big Arthur coming in at that at that point. So, you know, great that we've got him, but probably shouldn't shouldn't have been our, our keeper. We're playing a defensive mid at the right hand side of our defense. We're playing in the center, a guy who wasn't even playing at the start, but had to be brought in because our best defender got injured. Then we're playing our, another defensive midfielder at the left-hand side of our of our, um, of our defence. Um, we've got a left full-back at right wing-back. We've got a left midfielder at, at left wing-back. Um, mm. We've got, you know, if you go into midfield, you, you, you've got, you know, you've got James we Jones in so are you saying Parky's a genius? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I just want to go through this whole thing and to, to say that that we got a 2 0 win away at a very fancied and very good Notts County uh, side is absolutely nuts. There's no way we should have won that game. But even the, the gambles he took with bringing Dolby in from the start, it paid off. Dolby was great. How did we play uh, more generally for people who've only sort of caught the highlights or following it remotely? You know, what was the what was the the playing sort of style like? How how did we get on? Tim, you want to take this one? Uh, yeah, it was it was it was just generally more controlled. I mean, Wrexham tend to play a lot better when it's on the deck, 
and that that was always going to suit us yesterday because that's that's the sort of game knots tend to play. Yes, they had the lion's share possession. Yes, they had twice as many passes, but Wrexham just defended as as a proper unit. It was another another solid defence, and I think any sort of woes we had about the the, the leaky ship of of recent months is kind of I'd like to think that's now done and dusted. But I think in terms of general pattern of play I thought we, we we were more fluid than we've been in recent weeks for sure um, we tried to play it better tried to get Mendy on the ball as much as we could I thought McLean was excellent yesterday Lee along with Jude Bellingham is the top scoring midfielder in Europe with 10 goals that is some stat Don't mind and that. I just I just thought we looked re- re- really well I thought it was it was it was up there with as a benchmark and statement win it's it's well deserved, and all the plaudits that come with it. And you know, Notts fans are, are clutching at straws if they're going to go down the. Oh well, whoever set Palmer up for the second goal, i.e. Mullin, should they been on the pitch? But my my personal thing is when I saw it there and then, I thought Jones had, had, had given him a little cheeky stamp. The camera doesn't show that, but so he, he, was, he retaliated, and yeah, sensible refereeing at the end of the day, I think. Fair enough. Tim, uh, Andy, sorry. Tim mentioned there about the leaky defence, sort of that being put to bed. They were late. There was a late disruption as well. Uh, you mentioned earlier, Tunnicliffe uh, withdrawing the warm-up with Toza coming in. He answered some of his critics, didn't he? Yeah, he had a great game. Um, I wonder if it needed a bit of time for this keeper to bed in, uh, especially because he's a young lad. You know, he hasn't... He needs to work out how what he can do and can't do with this defence and this formation. And I think he's sort of... I think he's getting there now because I thought he was excellent. Excellent on Saturday, by far the the best uh, the best he's played for us. Um, looked commanding, gra- came out and grabbed it when he needed to. Oh yeah, he wasn't being bombarded like he was at Bradford uh, because Knotts won't won't do that. But everything he did, he did comfortably. I mean, on top of that, Mendy is growing into that role, even though it's the wrong it's the wrong side for him. I mean, we thought he was going to go off after five minutes because he took a, he took a bad bad clout, but he. You know, he got himself back back up and had probably one of his best games for us. Um, this certainly this season, he was excellent. And just briefly, Tim, uh, uh, I, I love Conquo. He's really he's really building into it now, isn't he? The season. Yeah, um, I thought Andy got Bentos and mixed up with a Conquo then in that that uh, diatribe, or did I just hear that wrong? Uh, did I? I don't know. It sounded like you did, but never mind. Um, I thought you were on about the keeper then and not Toza. I, was like, I thought you asked you about Toza, but never mind. Well, he did. And I did mention Toza, but I said it all stems from the keeper and the keeper getting more used I, to you. I, I, don't get me wrong. I like Arthur. I I, just, I don't think he's this um, like answer, answer to all our prayers that he's claiming he is like the new Messiah. He's a very, very good goalkeeper. He's the best goalkeeper, young goalkeeper we've had since Chris Maxwell. Has he got a mistake in him? Of course he has. He's a goalkeeper. You know, but... Yesterday was as assured as he as he has been um, next to the Mansfield away game where he, he was he showed what he could do there. We had a bit of a, a couple of little wobbles during that um, Salford game, but yeah, he was just very very composed, very agile. You're not going to beat him in the A six foot six for God's sake. Um, and what was good to see yesterday was him tearing a strip off his defence when they made a sloppy mistake. And he had to turn it around the post and he was he was livid. It was good to see that because it's hard for somebody of that age to gain respect from his older sort of peers on the pitch. But 
having the the balls and the bravery to speak out and go, look, I don't care if you're towards the end of your career. I'm going to tell you how it is, and you need to do better. So it was good. It was good to to see that from from him. And um, yeah, let's let's make sure there's no recall option by Arsenal or anything like that in January. I hope yeah, not. Let's hope not. Uh, uh, Andy, some concerns. Uh, you mentioned that Mendy played on the right, which yeah, he's going into, but. We did hear that Barnett's going to be out for eight weeks. Owen O'Connell as well, similar time frame. It's a bit of a blow, isn't it? Yeah, O'Connell um, was just starting to stake a claim in the centre. Um, I think Parkey likes a ball-playing uh, centre-half in the middle. And I think he was long-term. He might be thinking of replacing uh, Toza with O'Connell um, as a starter. Um, I think... Obviously, it's great to have someone like Tozu who can come in because you know he's the captain. He's he leads by example. He had a great game against Notts. He's been a bit shaky before that, but he's been out the firing line. He's come back in and he and he's done well. Um, Barnett is more of a concern because Ford's injury record is hasn't been great for the for the last sort of uh, few months. Um, you would think he's going to have to come in and play play more more often than not now. Um, I think. Certainly for Gillingham, you're going to have to have Mendy on back on on the left because McLean's out. Um, so I would look at it, Mendy, Mendy and, and Ford down the wings there. And you know, I wouldn't be against that 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 going forward. I think I, I really I really rated Mendy's performance yesterday. I thought he was fantastic going up and down. He really he really was that good. Glad to hear. And good that we've got squad depth, it seems, doesn't it? Um, you mentioned O'Connell being out of the Gillingham game because we've got two cup games next. Mullen is also out of the Gillingham game, isn't he? Suspended. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't count for the FA Cup game, so Mullen and McLean out. But like Andy said before, Dolby put in a really good shift. He was unlucky with that little chipped finish that Slocum had to tip over the bar yesterday. Mm. I thought he, he has, he's had a slow start to the season. But he's starting to show what he really can do now. And again, he's answered some of the critics that are saying, "Oh, he's not as good as he as he as he as we thought he were." And his fans level, blah blah blah. But he, he looked really, really good yesterday. So delighted for him. Um, and yeah, just a word about about the Wrexham fans yesterday. That atmosphere yesterday was absolutely unbelievable. So kudos to to Manny, the drummer, and the rest of the lads for keeping that going because it was non-stop. It was brilliant. Like everything about yesterday was brilliant. The Seventh best atmosphere ever? No, not the best atmosphere ever, but it was great. Seventh best atmosphere. What? No, not seventh, not sixth, nothing, nothing. No, I'm not falling into your trap of, of marking it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the repertoire of songs was brilliant. There's a couple of new ones in there which were great. Yeah. So every everybody Good atmosphere went. from the Knots fans as well. No atmosphere from the Knots fans. And I'm not saying that out, I'm not saying that out of spite or or to yeah. or for, to get one over, but genuinely they and I said on you know, for for all of all of the mouth that they are on Twitter, they're very, very, very placid fans. And maybe maybe they haven't got that mobilization of, of a twelfth man like we have where they need to make that noise. But it's a big old cavernous ground and they did not utilize it to their advantage. Uh, one guy really got into it. Uh, he, he did. Um, <laughs> he, he, uh, he he really <laughs> lost his, his 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 mind over a national anthem. Uh, and when we were singing singing that, he uh, he sort of ran and tried to offer us all out, didn't he? Um, it was hilarious. Um, yeah. yeah, but never mind. Maybe maybe he just took great offence to it. And maybe because he couldn't get a rise out of James McLean, the next thing was oh, now the spout and the Boston National Anthem. I'll have a go at that. So, yeah, unlucky. You never know what's um, going on at home, do you? So, uh, yeah, we'll never um, know. True. <laughs> Reece, I'm sh- 
Yeah, talking about what's going on at home, what, what are you mm. lifting behind there? Uh, oh, mate, unbelievable amounts. Yeah. Tons, tonnage. Yeah, 200 kilograms on each side of that bar. Right. One, one arm over the bonds. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Well done. Uh, thank you very much. Um, right, should we move on to Rex and Women? Uh, yeah. Another victory, another milestone for Rosie Hughes. 100 goals. Uh, now uh, for Wrexham and she's uh, after Wrexham beat the New Saints 3-1 on Sunday um, just seem to be flying don't they 100th goal in 46 games That's crazy. I, don't, I don't care what you think whether whether you're a, a new fan of, of women's football an old fan uh, somebody who, who doesn't take it that seriously to somebody who does take it that seriously you can't you can't shirk the fact that 100 goals in 46 games is obscene. And I don't know what stage that she needs to be looked at from, from a sort of Wales squad point of view. I don't know where where their parameters are. Do they have to be playing outside the Welsh system? I don't know how many, how many Welsh players they've got within the Adran Premier in that side, but surely needs to be looked at. And it's great to see her take um, some more prominence in the documentary recently. But yeah, that's an insane amount of goals. And Cara Jones got a brace. And they're, they're just flying, aren't they? It's great to see him doing so well. It'll be interesting to see where they finish up this season, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I saw it's only the, the first win at home this season. Um, so good to get that under the belt. Uh, hopefully they can push on from strength to strength. But I was going to say, 100 goals in 46 game, games is really impressive at any level, even like proper village level. That's unbelievable. To be doing it at like the top level in the country, that's, that's class. Absolutely unreal. It's just it's just consistency, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. fox in the box consistency, and she will probably say it's not just about me; it's about the team as well. And having that sort of consistent core group of players there that have helped push the, the women's main team on to to dizzy and heights in, in the first season back in the, in, in the Adelaide Premier. So brilliant and long may it continue. But yeah, what a player! What a player! Um, yeah. They were in the uh, they're in. And obviously another episode on the doc this week. What did we think of the doc episodes? Just just overall, Reese, have you seen them yet? Uh I think I'm one behind. Uh so I haven't seen this week's yet. Um I've been enjoying them. I you know obviously we discussed sort of some maybe not concerned, but some sort of thoughts that we weren't so keen on some episodes. But then the vet the, I've been looking for feedback from from friends and family who are sort of outside of the Rex and Bubble who uh who, are, who love those episodes, uh, absolutely love them all. Um, and so, you know, I think they're, I, I've been enjoying them. I really enjoyed, I don't know if we, did we discuss the FA Cup episodes? Yeah, we did the other week. Um, th- those episodes were absolutely su- stupendous. I think there's sometimes a little bit of um, inconsistency in terms of the sort of, the, the tone is all, it's quite eccentric as a programme, isn't it? Like you just don't know what you're getting week by week. Um but yeah, I don't know what you think. Yeah, I know what you mean. But you know, all or nothing or something like that. You know what exactly what, yeah, what it's yeah. going to be, and it's quite dull as well, to be fair. Yeah, and it, and it can get a bit repetitive. They've yeah. never done that with Welcome to Wrexham. No, you, you don't know. You don't. You don't know how long they are. When they're going to be. <laughs> when yeah. they're going to come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, okay. where, the, where, right. where they're going to put clubs on that map? Who knows? Sometimes I'm going to say no. They're uh, they're um, yeah no it, they they they're eccentric. But no, I generally I have really enjoyed them, and I think you know the feedback seems to be that others are too. But it's time now to introduce our special guest for this week. It's an FA Cup related guest um, just joining us now from the waiting room. And Tim, uh, I'm hoping that you could introduce our guest. I will introduce him now as he's joined and um, we'll see where we go with this because we, we don't pre-record stuff and then insert it after. We're all very gung-ho on this, so let, let's go for it. So the main man who's here. So back in the late 90s, the only good thing from crew was this 1250 via Rexon general. But that changed when Brian Flynn took a chance on a diminutive winger who went on to become a very own live-action rockin' Robin. Never afraid to get stuck in, despite his size, he played 80 times in a four-year spell where we more than held our own in what would now be League One. He only scored a few goals, but one helped us to one of our greatest ever FA Cup victories. Wrexham have always loved Robins, so please welcome to the pod, Robin Gibson. Robin, lovely to have you. Before we dive into, obviously, the, the FA Cup stuff, because obviously Wrexham are, are at Mansfield Town in the FA Cup next week, um, and obviously there's, there's a large part of your time at Wrexham that revolve around that. Let's just take it back to the very beginning. Um, 1998, you came to the club, Flinny. Just run us through that, how, how that came about, where you were, how the move transpired, what your thoughts on it were. Um, to be honest, I was at uh, Crew Alex at the time. And um, to be honest, Crew didn't fit. Um, well, I thought I fitted, but uh, Daryl and everybody else didn't think my style fitted for fitted for Crew. Basically, they were all nicey, nicey, nice and pretty, pass, pass, pass. And I was more... Um, as Joey used to say, a little Tasmanian devil. Um, I used to love the tackle, I used to love the aggression, and I was just was, was just quite quick to be fair. And uh, so we got released from there, and I actually went on trial for Rochdale. And I played my first game for them against Wrexham, um, at this uh, little athletic stadium somewhere. And um, I was playing for Rochdale, like I say, against Wrexham. And um, after the game, um, Rochdale offered me. Um, uh, offered me a, like a, a YTS, and um, I was like, "All oh, right, fantastic! I'll I'll go sign for Rochdale." Next minute, I get a phone call. Uh, a gentleman called Cliff Sear um, mm. from Wrexham um, rings my mum. She, she was talking to him. The next minute, he puts on the phone to me, and um, he basically said, "We would like to offer you a trial day. Come down on trial with us." And I told him that Rochdale have offered me. Um, this YTS thing. And he says, oh, don't sign for them. Don't sign for them. Um, come come and see us first. So I went down and seen Cliff, had a little training session on the Thursday. And he told me what a package was and all this lot for Wrexham. And basically it came down to that uh, Rochdale were offering Mitre boots and Wrexham were offering Adidas boots. And I was I wore Copa Mondiales. So it was like, mum, I'm getting a free pair of Copa Mondiales here, the hundred quid. So I'll sign for Wrexham kind of thing. And that was the that was the the thing that that was a deal breaker, you know what I mean? And and Cliff was a fantastic man. Um gifted a gab and he told me everything what I wanted to hear. And he said how much I would fit into the club, uh, how it is uh, structured. So I went there, got me free pair of boots, free pair of trainers, a uh, little tracksuit and things, and yeah, and it was it was uh, all good fun then. How did he sell? How, how did he sell it to you? Because I mean, what what age were you at that time? I'm trying to think what age I was, you were. Uh, at. Seventeen, um, uh, sixteen, seventeen. I was. 
Um, yeah. then, basically, he just said, oh, uh, Wrexham's up and coming. We've got a new new uh, training ground at Gressford. It's um, it's all going to be around the young young players coming through. We want to build all the young players through. They didn't have the money to buy, so that's why they were putting a lot of effort and nurturing young talent. And because um, I was so pacey and, and aggressive, Joey Joey took to me straight away. Um, he took me under me under his wing, um, taught me all the uh, the dark arts. Let's say, of elaborate to... elaborate on those dark arts because you're not getting away with that. <laughs> um, how to foul without giving fouls away? Um, how to disrupt people's in games? I.e. Stamping on the toes, pulling of the hair, pulling the hairs <laughs> under the armpits. Yeah, like there was once we played F and Sodgy. Oh, sorry, pulling the hairs under the armpits. Yeah, that was a good one. That Gosh, always I've never thought that. That is genius. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, don't forget, I was small, so I was fine. <laughs> I could lift my arm up and I'm, I'm just there, you know what I mean? <laughs> so there was uh, a lad called F and Sodgy who's played for Macclesfield, and I shouldn't yeah. have really done it, to be fair. Um, he was marking Big Bry Carey, and to be fair, he had he had Bry Carey in, in his pocket at the time. And Joey was like, Gibbo, do something. Gibbo, just disrupt him. Stand in the middle of him. And me being stupid, young and innocent, I just pulled off his bandana. And he wore a bandana. So I pulled <laughs> off his bandana. Big Bry won the header. F and Sodgy was chasing me around a six-yard box, wanting to kill me. But Big Bry won the header. So I did my job, didn't I? Joey loved it. And yeah, I nearly got battered. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Robin, oh. Robin, did you come in as a youth player then? I mean, how long did it take you to get into in, into the first team? And I know what was the dressing room like when you when you came in? Was Ian Rush there at that time? Ian Rush came uh, about two years after I got in the first. I got in the first team just before my 18th birthday. I played Hull away. That was my first right. debut. Um, which, to be honest, it was a massive, massive shot. I always used to train with the first team, like 11 v 11 and, and, and stuff like that in set pieces and stuff, just because I was quick and... And they liked to put like a Filardi under pressure and and Mark McGregor under pressure with a bit of like a tricky winger. And um, anyway, this this time before the game at the weekend against Hull, um, I trained on the Monday with the first team. Trained on a Tuesday with the first team in like the set pieces and formation and things. And um, Martin Chalk and Craig Skinner were the wingers at the time. Um, brilliant and. Um, Flinny just said, Gibbo, just take Joker's place while he's, he's gone inside. So I went in and basically me and Maka, Mark McGregor, just had a great partnership. He was giving me the ball. I was whipping it in and it was brilliant. And I think from that little half an hour I had in, with Maka and stuff like that, it, it I think it swayed him. But he didn't say nothing to me um, at all. He just said, Gibbo, you're involved in the squad at weekend. I turned up jumped on the coach, did my stuff, like put all the kit out for the first team, all the drinks, all the bottles of water and everything else. And then Joey goes, Gibbo, what are you doing? I went, what do you mean, Joe? He says, you're starting today, pal. You shouldn't be doing that. Give it somebody else. I'm like, you are? Like, I, I, I basically like, yeah, crap myself. You know what I mean? It was like, wow, it's my first time. It's the Tuesday night. And you know what I mean? I was a bit nervous, but Joey said, you've earned your spot grab it by the scruff of the neck and get out there kind of thing. And um, yeah, I did. And, and like I say, I ran out for the warm-up. My mum and dad were in the stand and I ran out and go, hey, mum, I'm starting, I'm starting. <laughs> like this. And and they were like going off the reds. And um, yeah, we came out, the whistle went. All their fans were shouting, have you got school in the morning? And 
it's too late for you. Does your mum and dad, you know, you're up this late and stuff like this. But I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And not knowing and having the nerves of not knowing I was starting, you know what I mean, all through the week. And I think that's that's how Wrexham are brilliant because they nurtured us. They didn't give us that pressure. They, they, they just dealt with us really well. And like, I was a young lad. And to drop me in, in the deep end like he did, it helped me massively because I, I would have been... I would have been really nervous all the way up to the game. You know what I mean? And uh, I was just so happy and everything else. It was my debut and everything. And Joey just said to me, he said, Gibbo, mate, just get the ball, knock it and run. You'll beat anybody. And I did it. And I got the ball, knocked it, ran past this lad. And I looked behind me and he, he was nowhere bloody near me. And I, I've <laughs> like, I've got the beating of him. So that's all I did every time. And and it worked well. Um, I, I, set, I set Neil Robert up, Neil Roberts up for the first goal. And I think we won. I think we won two one. I think it was, but yeah, that was me. That was me debut, and then to be honest, I never looked back. Then it was like I was always in the first team and then around the first team. Then, um, but yeah, that's that's how I found me. Found out I was playing my first game mm. until the day <laughs> on the day and about two hours before kickoff. <laughs> Class, you, you you've already mentioned Joey quite a few times. Uh, you know how big of a an impact did he have on you, nurturing Massive. you through? Massive, massive. He he was he was. Everyone says a father figure and all that. Like he wasn't a father figure at all. He was he was just a mega mentor. He mentored me how to play football, and the rules, how to enjoy, how to get through hard times, and mentally he was so strong. It was ridiculous, and like I was never the skillfulest of players at all. He just he just said to me, "You've got heart of a lion. You you're aggressive and everything." That. You can't teach that. He says, you can't give people desire. You can't give people aggression. You've got it in your heart that you want to play football. He said, he turned it around to, you've got a small man syndrome. You know what I mean? You always want to be the big guy. You always want to hit the big guy. And, and that, that's always what I wanted to do. And I remember um, remember Dennis Lawrence. He was about six foot six, um, centre half. He First time he came into the, the team, Joey says, welcome into the welcome into training, Gibbo. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, Went welcoming into training, meaning give him one like. Anyway, the ball's gone up in the air in training. I've basically climbed up Dennis's back and Ed boyed the ball and forearmed in the back of the head, smashed him on the floor. Flinny has gone off his absolute rocker. What the effing hell's going on here? I was that midget beating you, Dennis. Get up like it's going off his rocker. Joey's like, yeah, give all that one. Anyway, Joey's had a little word with bloody Dennis this ball's gone up in the air again I'm thinking oh, I'll crack him again here I've gone like I've gone to go up Dennis has just gone whack forearms straight in my chin I've gone flying Joey's gone yeah Dennis good lad you know what I mean it wasn't just me he was telling every booker to do exactly the same you know what I mean and he, he was never he was never like he, he never hid his feelings he told you everything and me and Dennis got on like a house on fire, and you know what I mean. It was, it, but that's how he was. He was for everybody, and he had everybody's back. You know what I mean. And that was the nice thing. He could always go to have any issues, any problems. Um, but but yeah, I had res- utmost respect for, for for Joe, mate. Utmost, still do, still do. Did um, did did Joey tend to drill you? A certain way when you were in the tunnel waiting to go out on the pitch. One of my one of my work colleagues who saw you recently said you've got a good tale to tell us about this, about the whole don't don't look at them thing. Just take us through that. I won't swear, 
but uh, well, you can. It's 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 all inclusive. Uh, right. Well, Joey, Joey in the in the dressing room used to get you that riled up. You would go to war. You you going in the trenches. You know what I mean. You you fired up. You, your heart's pounding, and you're getting that tunneling, standing behind you. He's like, "Come on, lads, we've got it, we've got it." And they line up next to you, and he's like, "Don't fucking look at him. Don't fucking look at him." And we're like looking straight ahead, and all these like other players are looking at us, and we're like looking straight at freaking head. Didn't dare look at them like that. And like you were like, I'm gonna kill him. I'm like, I'm I'm going to war. You know what I mean? It was like you just heard his like a banshee voice behind you, just going at it, and it it and down the tunnel at the race course as well. It was really compact. You know what I mean? And it echoed all the way through. You could hear it in the ticket styles at the front. Like we had a, a lady called Maggie, and she she used to hear it all the time. And um, but yeah, but being a young boy and having Joey standing behind you shouting that it just sent chills up your spine. Like yes, I'm got I'm going to do it for Joe. I'm going to do it for him. You know what I mean? I'm not going to let anyone down, and especially Joe. You know what I mean? Because if you did let him down, he'll let you freaking know about it. You know what I mean? He would grip you grip you by your freaking collar and then and rag you around a bit and tell you. Um, but I, none of us ever wanted to let Joey down ever. He was he was a massive. I, like I say, I can't speak any highly of Joe at all. The Joey, the Joey Jones war cry in all its yeah, glory. It was the that. war cry, yeah. That's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> um, as we mentioned earlier, obviously, Wrexham are back in FA Cup action. Don't need to do any qualifying rounds for the first time in 15 seasons this year. So straight into the first round against Mansfield Town, away at Field Mill. Obviously, we had a decent cup run last year, beat Coventry, Um Lost out to uh, current Premier League frauds, Sheffield United, after a replay. Um, we've had a lot of me- memorable cup runs down the years, notably Arsenal away yeah. at West Ham. Some some matches, personally, feel a little bit underappreciated. Maybe it's because it's not wasn't quite a sexy name as, as Arsenal and, and West Ham. Um, so December eleventh, nineteen ninety nine, Middlesbrough in the top flight. They rock up with the Kairas. Their side is packed with well-known players. Christian Zieger, Janino, Paul Gascoigne, Robbie Musto to a certain extent. Um, obviously, that that side itself would like we probably haven't given much of a chance here. But before you take us through it, because you did play a starring role, I'm gonna play you about that goal complete with Complete with completely unbiased commentary. Oh, so have a listen. They need to raise it as well. That's not a bad looking ball. Gibson now then a chance. Gibson has scored. Robbie Gibson has equalised for Rexham. A fantastic finish. His first touch was excellent. He took it beyond. Gary Pallister. Middlesbrough defence. And his finish was emphatic. There you go. Emphatic First time finish. That was your, <laughs> your equaliser. But before we yeah. get to that, take us about the, the, the sort of feeling around that game because I imagine Joey had another input. But what was the, the kind of directive? Because we'd beaten, I think it was Kettering and Rochdale in the first oh, two oh, rounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get to that game. When when we draw, then what's what's your overriding thought at that time when when we get that draw? Just hope and play. Hope and play. Uh, I, I want to play. Gaza was my idol. Um, mm-hmm. I, he's my idol. Um, whoever he played for, I supported. I just supported because he was he was my football idol. Him and Alan Shearer, basically, 
um, about my football heroes and I've had the privilege to meet both and play against one of them. So I've, I've done my dreams, you know what I mean, against them. But knowing that he's in the team and that I could play, I could get on, you know what I mean? It it, it was a really nervous, but really like something that I really wanted to get involved in. Um, but yeah, he, and then obviously we found out in the for the starting lineup and things like that when I found out I was starting, um, it was I was just overwhelmed really. You know what I mean? It was just a privilege to play. I just wanted to do my best and do do good for me myself really and, and for the club. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you got the equaliser which we've just heard. So anybody who, who needs to go and watch that root out Middlesbrough Wrexham, you'll find it. It's a cracking goal. Um. Just take us through that goal because that that's in that's an instinctive finish. That yeah, um, Daz Ferguson got the ball on the halfway line. Um, he, I think he took it inside. I've made a cr- run across the back four. Um, he's he's delivered a, a delicious pass. Like he was, he always used to do that anyway. He used to come inside. He could find a pass brilliantly. Daz was he was he was good at that. He chipped it in, and I, I just took it. I took it on my left side and half volleyed it. And to be fair. I'm not the best uh, left footed player you'll ever see. It was, it was a, a lovely strike and a lovely swing. You know what I mean? It was uh, it, it it curled away from Swartz into the bottom corner. And the funny thing was, uh, when I did it, um, if you notice from the video, I've run off that way because my mum was meant to be in the new stand, but she was sat in the old stand. So I ran that way and I thought, no, she's that way. So I ran that freaking that way to, to, to my mum <laughs> to like bloody wave and all that. Like, but I didn't get that far because everyone just mobbed me. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, it was like I say, it, the stars who were there, Zeke and Pallister and everybody else, and it was just like, just just a phenomenal feeling. Like they, they obviously they scored the first record, and um, we fought dump, hard done by. You know what I mean? We, we thought we were in the game, and we had chances, and we we knew we would score, and um, it was like a replay back at Middlesbrough, you know what I mean? Oh my God, that'd be amazing. But we wanted to get it done, you know what I mean? In front of our fans, in front, in our home, you know what I mean? Our, our ground. And luckily I got, I got the equaliser and it was, like I say, it's a, it a dream come true, you know what I mean? Scoring the FA Cup and then I'm running past bloody Gary, uh, Gary Pallister and running them past bloody uh, Paul Gascoigne. It, it, you know what I mean? It's just, Ridiculous, little old me. You know what I mean? It was just madness, absolute madness. Darren Ferguson. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Darren Ferguson. Go on. I'm just looking at the team now: Swartzer, um, Pallister, uh, Gascoigne, Brian Dean, Ziga, Juninho yeah. as well. I mean, that that is one hell of a team. What what was uh, what was Gaza like on the pitch? Do you remember much much about well, him? Well, to be, I'll tell you a little story before the pitch. I went to get um, a little uh, Luxe drink off um, Mel Pedgett, the physio, from the physio's room just before the game. I've run down the uh, the tunnel and we had a little boot room opposite their uh, changing room and I've gone past and Gazza's in the boot room with a little toddy and a fag, right? And I've gone past <laughs> and, I've, and I'm like, not like you double check. Uh, Gazza, he went, right? Hey. <laughs> Next hit. And I've gone in the thing, I've come back and I've obviously gone past again. I went like this, and he's gone, aye, aye, like this. And then I've gone past, and the next bit, Robbo at the changing room, obviously at the, the changing room. What's that? Fucking here. And he's like, you can see him put his fag out, <laughs> go in. I'm like, my God. You know what I mean? It's freaking mental, absolute mental. 
What was your pre-game drink of choice? Cup of tea? Cup of tea, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cup of tea, two sugars. Cup of tea, two sugars, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Big pot of tea, lad. There was always a massive pot of tea in the changing room. We always used to have a cup of tea, a couple of sugars, yeah. yeah. Who's, who, whose shirt did you swap with? Well, I got a, a nick quite a few, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got I got Pallisters, got Zegas, and I got Gazers, so I'm loving it. <laughs> I wanted oh, Janine the other I like I like the way I like the way you're whispering like nobody's gonna know apart from us <laughs> in here. Well, well, they were on they were on the benches, yeah. They were on the benches in the changing room, and obviously the lads went out, and obviously I've just rifled them. So when they got wow. back, they were gone. Super last. Super. <laughs> a whiskey stained, uh, sort of nicotine smelling Paul Gascoigne shirt. Well, what else do you want, mate? I mean, it's, it's on my wall. Well, not it's on my wall. It's in my actual loft in the frame. So yeah. Unbelievable, yeah. What a win! What a win! And yeah, one one of the best. I think you know, super, super underappreciated on occasions in, in in the dawns of time. But one of the one of the great great days. Well, it's, the, it's the same one as like we. Cause I I scored the equaliser, and obviously Daz Daz came and and he came inside and he he scored his lovely goal to score the winner, and then it was just all help. We were holding on, holding on, holding on, and it was like. Um, in my head, it sounds really selfish. I just wish somebody else scored other than Daz, because <laughs> because it's a Ferguson. Alex Ferguson was there on the day, and basically, if you ever read up on anything, on anything, my read up is this big, and Daz Ferguson's is like a full page article with his dad and everything else. Ferguson's still in the FA Cup. Guild got a hand in, and then you get little, little old Robin who was always this big. I was like, if anybody else scored, I might have got a little bit more. You know what I mean? Three, four lines. But in my head, I don't really care because I've got the memories, I've got the shirts, and I've got the, 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 the you know what I mean? I yeah. did it. You know what I mean? But and you've got the Fearless and Devotion exclusive interview, Ferguson. <laughs> he, was, he was second on our list, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, before, still before, in the waiting room. We're not, we're not going to let him in. <laughs> no, no, sack him off. Before I hand it back over to Andy to ask the next question, um, I'll, I'll put it out because I know Robin will know the answer to this. I've just had to have a look. For that reward of beating Middlesbrough, who did we get in, th- in the fourth round, Andy, Reese, remember who it was, without looking? Uh, Cambridge. Cambridge. <sighs> he looked. He looked. <laughs> was it? Oh, <laughs> I forgot, mate. To be fair, it's a good job you didn't ask me. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> what I, underwhelming I, I draw? I, I didn't start I'm I, I don't think I started in that game either. Uh, oh, 8th of January. Think I don't think no. I started. No, you weren't in the squad. Were you injured? No. Uh, I might have been injured, to be honest, yeah. Or I might uh, have had a fight with Dave Brammer. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Dean, Dean Spinks in there. Um, yeah. Dave Brammer, what a lad. What a lad. We never talk about Brammer on this, do we? What, what was he like, Robin? Because he was he was a really good player, but I've heard he can be a bit of an arsehole. Cock. Absolute cock. Um, <laughs> well, don't hold back. <laughs> Absolute fantastic player, ping in the ball. But Paul Scholes, you know what I mean? Ping in the ball, brilliant, fantastic. But Moody always has to be right, has to be his way, or he just he spits his dummy out massively. Him and Philardi had that many arguments and fights in training; it was ridiculous. Um, I remember one time Joey chucking him upstairs with a pair of boxing gloves. You know what I mean? Shutting the door on him, off you go, lads, have it out. You know what I mean? And and they, they come out frigging a bit of a cutlip and whatever. And then they go back to training, you know what I mean? And then or it'll just be 
full-on two-footed tackles in training. Brammer would be rolling around on the floor. Joe would be like, get the fuck up. And Phil's like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it was... Everyone everyone loved him on the football pitch, but everyone hated him off it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you, you, would, you, wouldn't go, you wouldn't go for a drink with him. Let's leave right. it at that. You know what I mean? And uh, But yeah. And he's an agent now. He's a football agent. So he's got to be friends with people. And I don't know how that works. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got to be friendly. So if you fancy getting back in the game, you wouldn't have Dave Brammer as your agent. Just to, just to tri- triple check on that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> it might get me a new move and all that lot, but no, nah, I, couldn't, I couldn't stand having a drink with him. He won the I'm... fights anyway. It, 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 it Because you'll never beat Phil Hardy as the song goes. So There you go. There you go. So that was one. That one. <laughs> Slightly Irish temperament on Phil, yeah. Yeah, he was, to be fair, if you went into a tackle with Phil once, you knew about it. But the second time, you didn't go in for the third time because you didn't dare. <laughs> he just went higher and higher and higher till he got to your throat. And that's what he studs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we remember we used to have like a YTS for first, like, sorry, first year pros v YTSs, and then we had first year uh, pros v second years, and then second years v first team in like five sides and stuff. We used to either do um, England v Wales or Scousers v England, you know what I mean? Scousers v bloody Cheshire and stuff, stuff like that. And uh, I always used to want to be on Phil's side, no matter what. <laughs> I'm on Phil's side because he was a dirty, dirty, dirty man. Dirty man. <laughs> dirty man. <laughs> um, yeah. So he was in the midfield with Ferguson. Um, what firstly, what was Darren like? Um, and you know, did they did they sort of clash at all? I mean, you can you can imagine um, Fergie not really standing for any of that. No, to be fair, because uh, Daz was a star. You know what I mean? His dad was a star, and he was quite famous and all this club. That's about the other. Bram didn't push it with him. You know what I mean? So Bram's knew his. He knew his battles, let's say. You know what I mean? So all the youngsters, he used to pick fights with all the youngsters because they always used to back down. I never backed down. I just smashed him even harder. It didn't bother me. Um, and, but like uh, we had uh, Stephen Thomas and Bram's always had a little tussle with Ozzy because Ozzy was like um, in the midfield with him. You know what I mean? So he didn't like that com- competition where I was a winger, so I didn't really bother him. Um, so he didn't have to argue with me. He just complained that I never got onto his passes. And I was like, well, fucking hell, he's like, it's 50 yards in front of me. I can't, I'm not that freaking fast. But um, but no, he was, he was just an awkward character. He was, he was, he was just, just moody. If he was one of the Mr. Men, he is moody. You know what I mean? He was Mr. Moody. We used to call him eight, Meatball Ed or Eight Ball. Um, but yeah, he was, yeah, he was an odd character. Odd. Fantastic odd. footballer though, you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, but odd. Yeah. Well, he had a good career. I mean, went on to Stoke and and, and, and did really well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Look, before we sort of move through the seasons, can we just talk about my favourite Wrexham player ever? Um, Carl Conley. Absolutely. I love Carl, Carl love Conley. It, yeah. Such an unassuming bloke as well. I've, I, I mean, I, I met him after the uh, the FA Trophy win in a Weatherspoons in Wembley, and he was sort of amazed I knew who he was and wanted to buy him a drink. And I thought, well, bloody hell, you're Carl Conley. You know, yeah. you know, absolutely brilliant, brilliant footballer. What Legend. was he like, sort of behind the scenes? Legend, it, so helpful, really helpful. Always, always had a um, a good word, helping word for new new players, young young players. Um, it was just a privilege to play with. You know what I mean? Like 
every ball you gave him, it would stick. You know what I mean? It, it, he was a frail man. He was skinny. But Jesus Christ, he could put his body in front of players and he would work the foul. He would roll up. His touch was amazing. He could finish from anywhere, both feet. And he was decent in the air. Uh, you know what I mean? He was decent in the air for the size of him. Um, but a, a man, as a person, he was really, really helpful. Really good man. Um, like I say, he had time for all the youngsters, time for the young lads coming through. And even after training and things like that, he always used to stay behind with me to help me practice my crossing and things. He used to say where he would like it, what movement it is, and where he want the ball delivered into, and things like that. So not just um, selfish for him telling me where he wanted the ball, but that was used to be helpful for me because I can yeah. get the crosses in and I knew where, where he would be. Um, so but always helpful. We, we had this uh, Wrexham Legends team and he's a part of that. And he's, he's stopped playing now because of his knees and stuff. But um, we do this Wrexham Legend things. We go around pe- uh, places and raise a bit of money for local teams and charities and things. We did one today at Flint um, for um, little little Emily. Uh, for I think it was um, Nikki John for Bangor Hospital and Older Hay for cancer research. We did that today, so that was decent. Um, but Carl was yeah phenomenal, absolutely brilliant player to be fair. Just sort of looking uh, at, at the seasons. I mean, I think when 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 uh, Carl left, there seemed to be a little bit of a, a decline in the team. Really, I mean, I don't really know what was going on behind the scenes, but I know Price was Price Griffiths was wanting to to to, to stop really, and it seemed like that little sort of access of of like Flinney, um Price who worked quite well together. You know, Joey in the background. It seemed that yeah. was crumbling a little bit. Could you sort of see? in the last sort of seasons of, of Flinney, it coming apart a little bit? Because I can remember yeah. once, yeah, Tranmere away, it was a 5 niller, and I thought, oh, I thought this is it really, isn't it? Yeah. It's when we, we tried to get some foreign players in, and I don't think, um, in fact, it was Carlos Edwards, uh, Dennis, Hector Sam, and it was a lad called Jake Edwards who came in. And, and then they didn't have the same attitude as the rest of us and they right. weren't they weren't Flynn's signings they got brought in you know what I mean they got brought in by someone else and like then obviously when Flynn went Dennis Smith was there and it was yeah it just wasn't the same feeling you know what I mean it wasn't it wasn't our club anymore it wasn't our team where before we would fight for any one of our teammates you know what I mean and when all these newcomers started coming in it, it, they didn't have the same desire as us you know, and, and and I think that went through the team and then the, the team was just on the decline. And it was, yeah, it just, I don't know, it just didn't feel right anymore. It didn't feel like the lads were doing it for the club. They were just doing it for themselves, you know? Right. It, 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 yeah, it, it's, it's hard to say because obviously when Dennis came in, I didn't stay long then because obviously I didn't get along with Dennis because he was a dick um, um, at all. <laughs> Tell us uh, more. You can't leave that hanging there. What was, what was wrong with Den? My first ever meeting with Dennis was the uh, at the training ground in Gresford. I've walked down the stairs from the canteen. His first thing, he walked through the doors. This is his first day at the training ground. I don't know who he is. He didn't know who I was. He's walked through. I've walked down the stairs. I said, hi, matey, all right? And he went, yeah. And then... Uh, that was it. I've walked off. He's walked upstairs. He's come back down. And then uh, he just went, uh, where are you going, son? And I went, 
we're done. It's training, training's finished. It's home time kind of thing. He's like, right then, off your fucking pop. I was like, right. I still don't know who the fuck you are. You know what I mean? So I've got in my car, drove off. I've got home and I'm thinking, who the fucking hell is this guy? Who, who is it? I, I didn't know him at all. Didn't, I didn't have a clue it was at all. But it was a so he'd not been announced or anything? No, you know, you haven't no, like, no, 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 he's announced, but I've never met him. Yeah, I've never, I've, right. never, I've never seen his face. I didn't know who, yeah. who he was at all. Yeah. Didn't know who he was. So he's announcing Dennis Smith, blah, blah, blah. Didn't have, didn't, he didn't say his name or anything like that. I just walked, through, walked down the stairs. He's walked in. Are you? Are you? And buggered off. I've walked out and he goes, where are you off, son? I went, I'm off. I went, all right. And then that was it. I've gone. I've gone home, come in the next morning. And basically, from that day, he I don't think he liked me from that day. I don't know why. I don't know what. But in training, he goes, right, you're in the reserves and first team over there. And I was like, right, I've just started the last fucking four games and now I'm in the reserves. So I'm like, right, whatever. And I've walked off. I had a bit of an attitude, to be fair. I've walked over in the reserves. I stayed in the reserves for maybe two weeks, which I'm fuming. I missed the Saturday game, didn't play in that. I missed the Tuesday game, didn't play in that. I've gone in his office. I said, uh, hi, Dennis, I think we uh, need to have a little chat, don't we? Um, I haven't played. Um, before you came, I was in the first team. And he just turned around and said, well, he lost the last game you were in, so that's why he didn't play the next game. I went, so I lost the team. I, I lost. Me. You know what I mean? It was my fault. And I, I was just... Yeah, I wasn't the one to back down. To be fair, so I had a little banter back at him in the in the uh, in his office, and um, about was it two, two three months later, basically told me to fuck off and get me get gone. <laughs> oh, you know, what I mean, me? <laughs> was you was you contract up at the end of that season? It was end of that play? year. Yeah, end of that year. It was being up. Yeah, he goes, you can. Uh, you're not. You're not. Renew- we're not. Re- we're not renewing your contract. Um, yeah. I'm going to take uh, Carlos and Michael Blackwood instead of you. And I was like, right, why? Because uh, you don't fit into my plans. And I was like, right, okay. I'll see my ass and then I said, all right, stuff you. I suppose, I mean, obviously that's part of football, isn't it? In terms oh, of being yeah. let go and that kind of thing. Yeah. Is it just the way it's handled and the way it's done? You just think yeah. there's no need to be like that, basically? No, there's no need to be like that, is there? You know what I mean? Like, what, have I, what have I done to him? Kind of thing. If he if he'd gone back on the on the, the games prior to the last game I played, when he came in, um, I played well. I think we won two and lost two basically, and I think I set a couple of goals up as well. And then in the Welsh Cup, I think we won the Welsh Cup that year as well as. And I think the previous year to that, I got Young Player of the Season as well. So it was I wasn't it wasn't that I was playing bad or anything like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's like. Do you know, like when you get an opinion of somebody, sometimes when you you walk up to them and you get an opinion straight away without even like um, knowing them, I think that's mm-hmm. what you got got of me. I don't know why, and like I say, I'm I'll talk to anyone and anything like that. I'm quite polite and everything else. But if someone pisses me off, I'll tell them, and I've always been like that. Um, and yeah, I don't think he liked me telling him that yeah. why I wasn't why wasn't I being picked and why wasn't I in the team. I didn't. I don't think he liked me questioning, kind of thing, and I think obviously I might cross the line um, by questioning that. But if you don't ask, you don't find the answers, do you? And to be fair, that's what Joey's always said to me. He says, "If you don't ask, if you're playing badly and you think you've done well, then there's something wrong." So 
I thought I was playing well. So I didn't know why I was being dropped, you know? So I was asking the question. And yeah, um, he just, yeah, he just didn't like me, I think. So it was, like I say, he had, he had other players there. Jesus Christ. Michael Blackwood was decent. Carlos Edwards, Carlos Edwards, fucking hell, decent. You know what I mean? He went on to do fantastic. You know <clears> what I mean? But um, Carlos didn't like fucking hell. Carlos, when he first came, he couldn't tackle a fucking matchstick. Jesus. I was going to say, just... he wasn't really pulling up many trees, Carlos, at that, at that time, was no. he? No, but they paid money for him. So it was one of them. They had to, they paid money for him. He had a three year contract and I was coming up to the end of mine. Right. So what are they going to do? They're going to put me on another two year while he's got three years? You know, they, they just, they weren't going to do it. So they weren't going to put the budget for me because I was on decent money and they, they weren't going to put me on more decent money again for another couple of years while he's already on a long contract yeah. and they've paid money for him as well. So you can see where he's coming from by letting me go. But the way he did it was, was shy. I would have took a cut in wages. You know what I mean? I would have took a cut because I loved it. I loved the place. I hated it when I left. Um, we're kindred spirits because Dennis hated me as well. So, uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> so, why did he hate you, Andy? Can you tell us? Oh, a number of reasons. Uh, tell oh. us. Look at the, your face. Oh. Come on, he's holding anything back. He's, he's holding something back here. Oh, God, there, was, there was one particular one. Right, basically, I, I worked for the Daily Post back then, and Mark Curry was the main journalist, so he used to do it all week. I used to come in on a Thursday, and I used to think, right, I'm going to get a story. Um, and so I remember once, uh, I heard that um, I heard that Rexham was signing a striker, and I was trying desperately trying to find out who it was. So I phoned, like, everyone, like, club shop, like, I don't know, like, groundsman, you know, just, just to try to get the name of the striker. Someone at the club told me, said, yeah, um, there's been a player here today. He's been released by Derby. So I went, all right, okay, phone, phoned up the Derby Telegraph. said, right, who have you released today? He goes, all right, we released two, two, um, two players today, Marvin Robinson and Fabrizio Ravinelli. I went, I don't think it's going to be Ravinelli. I'm, I'm going to be honest here. So next day I went, Rex, I'm in for Marvin Robinson. Dennis phones me up, absolutely raging. He said, you absolute twat. If you've ruined this deal, I'll rip your head off and just shove it up your own ass. <laughs> and we never signed Marvin Robinson. <laughs> so oh, that's the no way you way. actually you actually scuppered a transfer target of Dennis. Oh, Marvin Robinson was shit anyway. We didn't want him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you're listening, Marvin. Sorry. That's it, mate. That's it. <laughs> Did he actually call you and threaten to shove your head up your ass? I mean, I might, you know, as time goes on, you thought think, you, I can remember, I remember he was raging. I don't know if that's exact words, but that was <laughs> the, the sort of gist. Yeah. Um, he, he was pissed off with me. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, um, so, sort of coming so, towards the end. I mean, Carlos comes in. You know, I think he, it's sort of indicative of what you were saying earlier. It's sort of they they seem to be getting players in so they could sell them on, and it was like a maybe more of a a money making thing than it have ever had been under, under price. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, like. Did you sort of think that maybe you weren't going to get a, con a contract as soon as as soon as Dennis came yeah. in? Anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, you know, when the writing's on the wall, you know what I mean. It, it, Carlos was getting in ahead of me when I was playing well. You know, I would play well and he would bring me off, and it was like, you know, you know what I mean. You're not resting me for the next game. You know what I mean. We haven't won this game yet. You know what I mean. It's nil nil, and I'm playing well. What are you bringing me off for? 
And then he would put Carlos on. Then he would say Carlos is in the in a team talk after Carlos. He did really well when he came on. Um, this is Flinny. This is Carlos. He did really well when he came on. Um, and I'm like, well, you're saying I've done fucking bad. That's that way he brought me off. You know what I mean? I wasn't doing bad. I was doing fine. And then the next game, Carlos would start. And then I was. I, it was yeah. It was just weird. Like I always spoke to Joey about it, and Joey just kept saying, "Look, Kibble, just keep fighting, keep fighting. If you keep working hard, you'll get your chance. You'll get your chance. Just don't drop your standards." And I, I never dropped, and I, I always, I always worked, trained and worked hard. I'd say I had a few injuries, I did my knee and that. I was out for a few months with my knees and that, but that that was because of the type of player I was. I, was, I never ditched out of any tackles with with anyone. Didn't matter who it was. I would always, I was always going to a bloody seventy thirty. You know what I mean? And bloody going for it. You know what I mean? So. I was a bit stupid sometimes like that, but yeah, it was, it was it, yeah, the writing was on the wall. Like I went after Rex, I went to Chesterfield, um, went over there and um, I was nearly going to sign a contract for them for two years. Then the manager got sacked. So I didn't go to them. And then I thought, oh, fuck this. I'm going to start my own company up. And I did um, uh, a landscape, landscape uh, company up, started that up. And I went off and played for Stafford Rangers afterwards, and it was brilliant. Fitted in with my lifestyle, family, and everything else. It, it was it was lovely, lovely time to be fair. We got promoted into the conference and things like that. Second year that I was there, so got back into the league uh, conference and stuff. So it was it was it was really good to be fair. Um, you mentioned Carlos Edwards. We did a uh, ultimate Wrexham eleven, and we I think we went four four two. And I got dogs abuse for picking Carlos Edwards at right back. Can you just confirm he could he could play right back, couldn't he? I know it would have been a bit of a might have left us a bit exposed. I would have loved uh, to play him. I would have loved to play against him if he was right back. <laughs> I would have snapped him. <laughs> he was pacey. I think that's a no, Reese. That's a no. <laughs> I would okay, have. It was quick, decent on the ball, skillful, everything, but. I would have loved it. Absolutely. Loved it. Put that ball up in the air, 50-50, he would, he would, he'll be in Rosehead. There you go. No problem. Categorically, Reese, we've put you in your box. Yeah. He's not going to back, so there we are. <laughs> that, that ghost is now dead and buried, I think. Um, there he looks, he looks fuming. <laughs> He's going to watch this on YouTube if, if you're listening on, on your streaming devices. It's worth it just... Just for that face alone in his little weightlifting. No, I, I always take uh, comments on board, constructive criticism. That's a uh, fair comment. You've got to admit, though, he wasn't the most um, brave. Physical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've had him on. He's, uh, he's, he's very relaxed, but, isn't he? Very relaxed. No, no, Carlos is a, is a class lad. He's an absolute fantastic boy you know what I mean when he came over he was so he's have a like Carlos uh, Hector Sam that smile of Hector's you know what I mean it was just lightened up, lightened up the room you know what I mean it's the same with Carlos his smile and everything else it was it was it was brilliant you know what I mean his it, it, character and everything else like that but as a player he wasn't the brave bravest but Jesus Christ to get where he got not being brave he's got something anti you know what I mean Sunderland with Roy Keane Jesus Christ got to the hardest tackler in the freaking league as your manager you know what I mean? So he must have something, you know? So, um, but yeah, I would have loved to play him if he was a defender. Loved it. Going to, obviously you mentioned Stafford and then enjoying your time there. In terms of when when you sort of pulled the curtain down on, on your playing career, what did you get up to after that? Because, I mean, I, I was told that you became a bit of a handy boxer. Yeah, no, I love, like, well, handy. I used to love getting hit. That's a freaking problem. Um, 
uh, I used to do boxing with Joey and everything. And then Mal Purchase used to be the uh, training partner of Joe's. Used to go to the gym and do sparring all the time. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's a different type of training. Um, it really gets you going, gets a sweat on. But yeah, I did, basically, I went into boxing as an accident, really. My wife's my wife's brother, he did this sign up for this white collar uh, boxing event um, for my mother in law who had cancer at the time. So he did it for a cancer research charity. And then he basically just bottled it. And so I said, well, you've raised all this money. You can't fucking bottle it. And he was like, well, I can't, I can't, I can't. That's right, fuck it, I'll do it. So I had two weeks training, jumped into this white colour boxing thing, smashed the lad in the first round. I thought, fuck me, I love this. <laughs> I'll have a bit more. So I signed up for about another seven or eight more. So I did all them. And then I thought, oh, I'll have a, I'll have a go and maybe a little amateur one. Um, so did that, won that one. And then... I thought, crikey, I'm I'm 30, 35 here now. I've got, I can't do it anymore. I'm buggered. I'll have one more go. So I signed up for one more. And this lad was 22 years old, played rugby, trained every single day, body like Buddy Peter Andre in that video, ripped to the nines. And I've been training. I'm working as well. And I was training maybe once or twice a week. He was training every day. And... Um, Anyway, we've seen each other on the way in and stuff like that. And we're getting changed downstairs. My missus is with me getting changed. This this kind of walks out and he's got his top off and he's ripped. I've got my top off, I've got a belly on. And uh he, he's come over to me. All the best, all the best, mate. I went, Yeah, all the best. And he's looked me up and down. And I've looked at my missus, and my missus is looking him up and down. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking hell. Um but yeah, in uh, I was like, Jesus Christ, this has got to be. It. I can't have any more like kind of thing. And then the wet in there, and to be honest, he was fit as a butcher's dog. He didn't stop punching. Um, I put him down in the second. Um, went to the fourth, and it, we were up. It was it was all fine. And I lost on points in the end just because we might have frigging uh, punches he was throwing. But uh, strangest thing was, I went to Tesco's the next morning to get um, some milk and crap. I went up the escalator. And as I got to the top, all his mate, all these crowd of lads come round the corner, and Connor was at the back. And um, Connor goes, "Hey, right, yeah, yeah, mate, you're all right." I says, "Yeah, yeah, all sad." And all these lads went, "Is that the lad you fought last night?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." He goes, "Fucking hell, you told me you batted him. He's not got a bruise on him." And Connor walked around. He had a big fat lip and a freaking bruise on his eye. And I was like, "Yeah, you know what I mean?" Fuck off. <laughs> he didn't touch me, kind of thing. He was just hitting me gloves and that. And he's got a big fit lip and a black eye. And I was like, yeah, that'll do for me. But yeah, and I hung up then. But like I said, the stupid thing is, I used to love, I used to buzz off getting hit. Um, I used to get, yeah, let's get a funny feeling about getting hit. And yeah, I, I, Joey again. Like the mentality <laughs> of Joey, you know what I mean? Yeah. Joey was very, very proud of this. You get back up again, you go again, you go again. You never start, you never stop, yeah. you never die. And that was Joey again, just in the back of my head always. Dickhead. Yeah, I mean, you're still you're still playing, um, <clears throat> doing some stuff with Wrexham Legends, as you say, played today. I mean, they were recently asked by the club not to use the club crest. Oh. I know you had some thoughts on that. Yeah. I, now, when you talk about, obviously, Wrexham Legends and everything, what are we, what are, who are we representing? We're representing Wrexham. We're representing the club. The club that we played for. Some of lads, Carl Connor, played for 10 years. You know what I mean? Some of them, Low, you know what I mean? Still, still there in the background and stuff. It's, it's mental that we cannot go out and represent our, our club, my club, 
for charity. You know what I mean? It's it's beyond me, absolute beyond me. And we've asked if we can play on the pitch. We've asked if we can go on like any of their Wrexham forum pages with maybe get a video of one of the games to put it on the YouTubes or whatever. Just put us in a programme, a picture of us, you know what I mean? Just put something about the Wrexham legends and maybe get a bit of fans from the from the, from the the games to come down and watch us to help the charity is what we do it for. We do it for like like Gressford Park Juniors to, so they can get a new shower or get new goalposts, you know what I mean? We're not earning, we're not doing thousands and thousands of pounds. You know what I mean? It's something like, I think we did, I think we raised like three and a half grand for the, the second to last one we did. And, that was for the club, the, the team, you know what I mean? The Gresford Club or Marford or whoever, we, it, for their club to, to build. So us Wrexham legends are doing something for charity. Why can't the club back us? You know what I mean? Taking the badge away. It's beyond, it's, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. So were you not able it, to use it today? No, no, no. got our own badge now. Uh, we yeah. have to, we've made our own badge. Um, so we've got it all set up on our website, the Wrexham legend website. Um, but uh, John Morris, the lad who who does it all, PD, he he does it all. He's phenomenal. Uh, John um, sets it all up for us and got us a new kit and everything else. The mm. the fat ball sponsor us and everything else. So the mice go in. Well, the yeah, the mice go in. Fantastic establishment, Robin. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it, no, it's ridiculous, mate. The fat ball, mate. It's ridiculous. And then I said the mice going across the road. You know what I mean? They're brilliant. You know what I mean? We always go in there. Like me and Lugger and Benno were in there the other day in Macca, um, having a few pints before the, the, the crew game. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was it was good. I did a little talk on the crew game upstairs in the Centenary Club. Um, obviously, I, I, I speak my mind no matter what. And obviously, we got asked about, obviously, the Wrexham legends and what we think about it and what we think about the, the, the owners and the, how the club's going and what they think about the... Um, the people, the fans who've actually been there for years who are getting kind of pushed out for all the new fans which are coming. You know what I mean? Like, the old fans can't get a ticket if they're not season ticket holders. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's... Wrexham's close to my heart, mate. And, and the thing is, I hate it when the old supporters can't get a ticket. Why can't they get a ticket? It's like, I heard about... Um, I think it, who was it who came to the club the other day. He could, they wouldn't let him in. Joey. I think Joey went to the the Joey went to the the, the Joey went to the team entrance, and they didn't let him in. Really, Joey Jones went to the team entrance. They didn't let him in. Let's just have that right. Well, uh, yeah, they didn't let him in because he didn't have. Well, I mean, wow. And that was when Brian Reynolds was coming in and all them lot because his name was on the list. He did not get in. That should be the Joey Jones entrance. It should, it should be, um, be the Joey Jones stand. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like shit like that. It's like if I ring up, I, I don't expect a ticket or anything like that, but if I ring up and say, oh, could, could I maybe purchase a ticket or buy a ticket um, for a game? He says, oh, well, there's a waiting list. Oh, oh, no problem. I won't go there. <laughs> Can't get one. Yeah. So I, I, always, I always contact a few, a few of the lads who get ones anyway. So I do get one in, in the back alleys kind of thing, but I do get one. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, that's totally fair enough and uh, points well made. Um, time now for the quick fire round, Andy. Yeah, uh, so right, first thing that comes into your, into your head this is about your time at Wrexham, players, staff. Who was the most skillful? God, uh, Lee Trundle. 
Mm. Yeah. I'll have that one. Um, <laughs> who was the worst dressed? Ooh, Phil Hardy. Well, not had Phil before. Phil um, Hardy. Plain Jane. <laughs> All right. Who was the most underrated player who didn't really get the plaudits that they deserved? You can have Robin Gibson for this. <laughs> no. Um, the plaudits. Gaz mm. Owen. Gaz yeah, Owen. Good. Yeah, another another popular one. We always get the same answer for this as well, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Who's the biggest moaner? Fucking uh, Dave Brammer. That's all oh, right. Oh, it was usually Ferguson. All <laughs> yeah, right, Dave Brammer, okay. Fergie. Right. Dave Brammer and Fergie, massive. On on equal, equal, equal keel. Um. This is, we usually ask which player would you least like to fight, but I'm going to ask you which player would you most like to fight? Most like to fight Brammer. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I see. I see. I'll, I'll, I'll scrap that one. Dennis Smith. <laughs> <laughs> He's an old man, Robin. Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, it's like a tag team, right? So it's, 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 Brammer, it's Brammer and Smith in one corner, and it's you and presumably Phil Hardy in the other. You take him as you, as you tag team. me, then. All day. No, not a guilty. All day. <laughs> All day. I know you say you go quite a lot. What do you think of the team at the moment? Uh, to be fair, mate, I like it. Like that. To be fair, the uh, with Steve Fletcher now, mate, with obviously Mullins coming back from injury and all that lot. Mullins is obviously uh, he he um, scored one last week and then he set up um, assisted at weekend. Um, so he's. Coming back firing, but Fletch is obviously a decent lad to have on a bench. You know what I mean? His experience and everything else—it's—it's it, it's good to have in the squad that 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 type of player. You know what I mean? Um, there's a good core of them. I know we've got a lot of players and everything else, but there's a good core. There's a good interchangeable of lads, um, and yeah, that I do. I do like the look of them, um, but we're in—I think we're joint second at the minute, aren't we, with County? Yeah, um, 30, is it thirty points or thirty-one? 30, it's I can't remember what it is. I think it's thirty, thirty points. But if we get back-to-back promotions, it's going to be phenomenal. But I don't think the crop of players that we've got will hold their own in the next league above. We're going to need a couple of obviously really, really good players. Then, mm. I mean, at the, at the minute, I think the lads we've got, this is their level. You know what I mean? That this this league is their level. A couple of them could play a little bit higher, but not not all of them. Like Mullins is start like sound and everything else, but uh, he needs to step up into that next level. He needs to get into the Welsh squad. You know what I mean? Test his levels in, with them. Um. So yeah, but I do like the look of them. Yeah, I do like the look of them. I do. Would your uh, Would your ninety eight ninety nine side beat them? I'll fucking fight them all. Yeah. Um. No, we'll. Uh, we would. We would have a, have a good battle with them, yeah. Have a good battle, you know what I mean? But uh, if we were all fit and firing, mate, I think it would be a decent game, to be fair. It it would be a decent game, to be honest. Um, yeah, it would be, Christ. <laughs> Should we do predictions, lads? Yeah, let's do predictions uh, before we <laughs> head off. Um, so we've got two um, cup games coming up, right? Yeah, yeah, Mansfield and Port Vale. Uh, when's Port Vale? Is it a Tuesday? That's a week, week Tuesday, Tuesday, isn't it? So should Tuesday we leave Port Vale? Let's yeah. just do Mansfield. It's a tough draw. Yeah. 
Uh, Andy, you go first. You go first. Oh, you know what? I was really going to go to this game, but the seven forty-five kickoff has killed it. I can't. Mm. I can't. I don't want to drive, and I can't get back on the train. So I'm just going to watch it on S four C. Mansfield. The only thing I'm thinking is we've got such a big squad. I think Mansfield will change a few. I think we'll change a few as well, mm. but I think our replacements will be better than theirs. Right. I've got a feeling it might be a draw, and I think it might be a replay, which is the worst outcome. But is it? But, yeah. Well, no, you just don't want another game, do you? Come on. You, oh, I don't. People were saying this last season when we had the most ridiculous, ridiculous, you know, a volume of games, and you know, after the Sheffield game, everyone was devastated. We went to the replay as a worst case scenario. It didn't didn't really affect us. Yeah, but Sheffield Mansfield aren't Sheffield United, isn't it? It's not going to be on telly <laughs> yeah. or anything, is it? But I do think sometimes it's quite nice to have a break even if it's just mental break from the league, that you can kind of just park the league for every now and again. Anyway, what's your prediction? One each. One each. Right. Attempt. Uh, I think we'll lose, which is unlike me to say that, but I think we'll make wholesale changes and I just think um, we'll get edged out 2-1. As much as I love the FA Cup, Lightning don't strike twice, two years in a row. So I think we park that this year, focus on the league, full tilt, Steam ahead and crack on. And we've had enough injuries as it is recently. We can do without any more. So um, we'll we'll give it to Robin to his final say. He's, to be honest, lads, I, I think others, we we go through patches where we either score one goal or bloody six goals. You know what I mean? We we're up and down, aren't we? With the score, and I look at a, look at a, the the fixture, the the results. Sometimes and it's like a one-one or a 5-0, or a bloody 3-3, or a 4-4, or 2-1, you know what I mean? It, there's loads of goals sometimes, and minimum goals other times. I'm going to go balls deep. I'm going to go 3-2 win. 3-2, wow. Yes. Um, Palmer, Palmer will get one. Mullins will get a penalty. And I'm not too sure the next one. Fletcher off the bench. Surely there you go, end of our post. Boom. There we go, class. <laughs> Love that energy. And now I've, because... Because of that, I don't feel like I go with my original prediction. So I'm also going to go with a win. I'm going to say a 2-1 late winner, Fletcher off the bench, top corner off his bounce. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for listening. On that note, uh, I've got, we'll... Can I, can I say one last thing yeah. regarding Ian Rush? We brought Ian Rush in the cohesion earlier on in the conversation. I've got one little story about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he first came to the club, fantastic player, fantastic bloke. Uh, in training, phenomenal, everything else. He came and we played uh, um, a home game. Can't remember who it was against, but um, we're all warming up. I've come back in to get a bottle of water. I've come back out. Rushy is following me behind me. Joey shouts, Rushy, you big nose twat. And like, I've got like, that, looked around thinking, so, what the fuck's going on here? Because you're forgetting something, you daft get. He's like, what do you mean? He goes, these. He was running out in his bills, in his briefs, no shorts on. Down the <laughs> he was going to run on the pitch with no shorts on. <laughs> so yeah, it was the that was the that was a good thing. To be fair, Rushy had a cock on him, so he would have been all right. <laughs> and on that note, an even well, better note to finish. What a way to finish! What a way to finish! And if that, if. Uh, any door stewards at Wrexham Football Club, please Google Joey Jones's image. Do an image search. Next time you see that man, let him pass. Do not question why <laughs> there. You let him in. Yeah. Uh, Robin, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. You've been a great guest. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. As ever, you can 
tweet us. You can't email us because we've lost access to our accounts. We never checked it anyway. No, uh, no, tweet... we do, we do, we do have it. The, the best bits get forwarded onto us. <laughs> do they? Okay. Well, there's one fella who's got access to it, and he just has a look every now and again and forwards it on. I mean, okay. I, it's it's a mess. We're, we're okay, so that, that is fidzine at gmail .com, or you can just tweet and DM at fearless id zine. Thank you very much for listening, everyone, and see you next week. Pleasure. Bye. Bye.